Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We go to the hotline. We welcome it. Listen, if this guy don't know it about college basketball, then nobody knows it. Jeff Goodman joins us on the show. College basketball insider. Find him on Twitter at Goodman Hoops. Jeff, thanks for joining us today, friend. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I'm not doing too terrible. All right, your top four, you got Baylor, Gonzaga, you got San Diego State, you got Kansas here. Looks like a fine top four. Maryland slips in there in your top five. These were just in the latest picture that you got up here, okay? Are you surprised or are do people should be should people be surprised? Blah. Should people be surprised about how good Maryland was? Because I'm a Big Ten guy and I'm going, hey, you know, they could probably compete for the uh, for the entire conference this year. Well, what, what they have is uh, they have one of the best guard shot makers in the country, Anthony Cowan, and one of the best big men in the country uh, in Jalen Stick-Smith. So if you get two of the top 30 or so players in the country this year, and Cowan's a veteran, and they've got some other good pieces on that team. Uh, and again, like you just said, the Big Ten, it's not top-heavy. It's deep, but there's so little disparity. You're going to look on the 8-9 line on, on selection Sunday and you're going to see like four big 10 teams on that eight, nine line. And, and that just shows you they'll probably get 10, 11 teams in, uh, but there's just not much separation between Maryland and Illinois. You know, I think if they played 10 times, they'd probably end up splitting. Um, but, but I love the league this year again, because other than Northwestern and Nebraska, every game's great. Jeff Goodman joining us on the show. Why has Ohio State kind of hit this weird lull that they've been in for about the last month and a half? Um, you know, they, they've actually been better. I think they've been a little bit better over the last month or so uh, than they were during that stretch. After they beat Kentucky in Vegas, they went through this crazy stretch. Lost to West Virginia on a neutral court and then lost a couple home games, uh, Minnesota being one of them. They've started to get it together a little bit. I think their roles are, are a little clearer now that D.J. Carton left the team. Um, but but they, they need better guard play, and they need Caleb Weston to be a dominant big man. And unfortunately, we thought like Caleb Weston could be the best big man in the Big Ten, but it, it's so loaded. You look around, every team has a really good big, and he's just been kind of somewhere in that middle uh, most nights. Jeff, I'm in a I'm in a weird spot here because I watched Gonzaga in San Francisco the other night, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, same Gonzaga team we always see, one or two loss basketball team, and that's just how good they are. And I just don't know if I can ever take them seriously. How do I know what is a really, really, really good Gonzaga team, and what is just ah, you know, your typical Gonzaga team? 
Yeah, I, I talked to a, a WCC head coach actually uh, about a half an hour ago about Gonzaga. He said, I expect him to beat BYU at BYU tonight, which will be a, a really good test for them. But ultimately, um, they're not nearly as overpowering as they were last year. They don't have two first-round picks. I mean, they have Rui Hachimura and Brandon Clark. They're, they're really good in their top seven, solid all the way around, but, but no superstars. And the problem with them is one injury, and they're in trouble. And, and they've had it with Killian Tilly. He's been in and out of the lineup all year, and let's, let's hope he stays healthy uh, for the postseason. But they're really a seven-man team right now for the most part. So, Mark, you cannot afford anybody to go down uh, in the NCAA tournament. Who's the best player in the country right now? <laughs> oh, I'll give you four. I, I, honestly, I don't know if I can pick between the four. I guess I'll go Luca Garza. If, if he gun to my head, he's the best offensive player in the country. His defense, you know, leaves a little bit to be desired. But the Iowa big man has been absolutely terrific. Uh, Obi Toppin I saw a week ago today for Dayton. He's been great. And then uh, the two Big East guards, I think, have to be in there. Marcus Howard and Marquette, uh, who's the Big East all-time scoring leader, and Miles Powell uh, for Seton Hall. I think those are my top four and then there's a little bit of a gap after that. But I'd probably go Garza today. Where does Obi Toppin rank in the next, uh, at the next level? Like, where, where is he being taken at now? Top five. I mean, I talked to one NBA team uh, the other day, and they said they had him number two on their board. Number two. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. Wow. I mean, he's done a great job. But that's, that's high, and it just shows you, um, I guess, the lack of, of overall – talent at the top this year, right? I mean, who do you take? It's like that Anthony Bennett year when uh, yeah. then Cleveland Cavs GM Chris Grant was kind of forced to make a decision he didn't want to make. He wanted to trade down. This year, I think it could be the same. Do you take Anthony Edwards at Georgia? Do you take James Wiseman, who bailed on Memphis after a few games? Do you go Obi Toppin? Do you go LaMelo Ball? I think those are the four names you're going to see in the equation. And I think ultimately, I think the safest pick is probably Anthony Edwards. And he's a guy, if you look at his numbers, he's shooting like 40, uh, 40% from the field and 30% from three. I don't know if you'll find another guy that's been drafted in the top three that has those numbers. Uh, those, honestly, they're, 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 they're pretty weak. Uh, those numbers for a top three pick in, in years. Jeff Goodman joining us on the show. I, I was shocked because there was like, ah, oh, you know, first round, uh, you know, top half. Da, 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 da. And then you're telling me someone says they got them second on the board? Well, wow, this oh, is yeah. coming yeah. out of nowhere. This seems to come together. His coach, you know, he did very well at VCU there for four years, took the money and ran to Alabama, which everybody wants to do, and you know, it didn't work out that well. Yep. Now yep. Anthony Grant's back at Dayton. They're rolling. He's 53. He's still not an old man. Does this propel him back up, or do you think he stays at Dayton and rides us out for a little bit? Yeah, I mean, he's an alum. So I say the only jobs that Anthony Grant leaves for are Florida, if something happened to Florida because he was Billy Donovan's assistant when they won that first national title, then he left for, for VCU. But Anthony Grant is a different dude. If you've been around him, he is not wired like most coaches. Super focused, laser focused. Um, learn from Billy, and Billy is that way too in terms of, you know, he always used to say, you know, media is poison to his players and make sure that those guys were focused. And Anthony's kind of taken some of that as well. 
and trying to make sure that his guys aren't buying into the hype. Um, so I, I think Anthony Grant could be a, a Dayton lifer. I mean, Dayton's a great job. Think about it. There, there's a reason the first four is in Dayton. They are basketball crazed. He knows that. You know, he came from Florida, where honestly then they're not basketball crazed. So I think he enjoys the fact that he's got somewhere now that they, they embrace him, and I could see him staying there forever. I think you're right about that. It's a better alumni base than what people want to give him credit for. And you mentioned the first four. You're definitely right about that. Jeff Goodman joining us on the show. Auburn, they got upset the other day. Duke was not competitive. Coach K said it himself. Is this a normal thing, this lull before the conference tournaments shake up and things like this, or, or, or should people be worried about either one of these squads? No, I, I just think it's a normal thing this year in college basketball. You know, we got a clear top four that, that to me, have earned it. And, you know, whoever wins today, Baylor, uh, Kansas, you know, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think it would be amazing if Baylor swept Kansas and uh, their last loss came November 8th uh, in Anchorage, Alaska, to Washington. Uh, but, yeah, I, Duke's not a dominant team. I mean, they're not. You, you can see that from game one. Kentucky's not a dominant team. And that's part of the reason we have what we have right now with college basketball, right, is Anthony Edwards didn't go to Kentucky. James Wiseman didn't go to Kentucky or a Duke or something like that. So those, those schools um, don't have – again, the freshman class wasn't great to begin with, and Duke and Kentucky didn't get the top freshmen, so to speak. So I, I think that's why – uh, you're seeing a more balanced field, and again, the P word, parity, is is accurate here. It really is. I'm at St. Mary's today. I really want to get a chance to see St. Mary's. I haven't seen them all year. And I saw them in practice last night, and I'm like, you know what? They shoot the hell out of the ball. There's no there's no reason if St. Mary's got in the NCAA tournament as like a 10 seed or, you know, 8-9 line that they couldn't win a couple games and get to the Sweet 16. Jeff Goodman with us on the show. Gosh, you're right about that. Uh, Baylor, Kansas starts at noon Eastern. What will I know? Whoever wins this game, what will I know about either one of these basketball teams at the end of this game? Because I'm setting you up for something. I'm not sure if we're going to have enough time, but I got to set you up for this. But go ahead. Okay. All right. No, that's fair. I mean, I'm not putting too much stock in this game, but but what I will say is, um, I'm watching game day right now from my hotel room, and I see a packed uh, Farrell Center, and and the job Scott drew. I, I think. That's the biggest takeaway from this today is the job Scott Drew has done taking over one of the worst situations in NCAA basketball history in in the wake of Dave Bliss and and that whole deal um, and to be able to sustain it the way he has. And the stat I'll give you is since they landed Isaiah Austin, and that was like 10 years ago, he committed to, to them. They have not gotten another top 50 recruit ranked. While Calipari and Kay and I think Cal's had like 40 or 50 of them in that span. So uh, I, I don't know what I'll take away from this, but what I will say is that Baylor is for real, and it, I won't be surprised at all if they win this game. What what has got to be bothersome to you? Because even not, like, listen, I'm not nearly big, as big on college basketball as you are. You've made it your life. But the second I start talking about a regular season matchup, and I, I, I was talking to my buddy the other day. And I'm going, hey, I watch it. and I brought up the Georgia-Auburn game. He goes, yeah, yeah, but doesn't you know none of that matters because it's a regular season and people don't care as much about the regular yeah. season anymore. What do you say to when people say things like that? Yeah, you've got to be a diehard, right? I mean, you, you, you've got to be a diehard college basketball fan to care about the regular season. Um, the ratings are down. There's no doubt. There aren't dominant teams. There haven't been dominant players. I totally get it um, that the average fan is not coming over this year. They're not flipping on to see – 
uh, Zion Williamson like they were a year ago. But I think it sets up for a much more interesting conference tournament week and definitely NCAA tournament. I think that's when the fans are going to uh, come in and say, like, all right, this is great because what do they want to see more than anything? You want to see upsets. Yeah. And you're going to have upsets by the numbers. But, again, like I said, St. Mary's as a number nine or, or ten seed, it's not an upset if they if they win their first couple of games. It's really not. I, I honestly think you play St. Mary's against Baylor and they get hot making shots. It's a coin flip some days. If Jordan Ford gets it going and these other guys on the Gales get it going, they, they could beat Baylor. They could beat Kansas. They could beat Dayton um, or, or San Diego State. And I've seen all those teams in person. None of them are overpoweringly good. None of them. Ten years ago, they're all teams that are ranked in the top you know, 15 or 20. But the landscape has changed because kids have left. They're leaving early now, not for lottery picks, not to be first-round picks. They're leaving early because they're tapped out. They, they, they'll, they'll take a two-way. They'll go overseas. It's just mm-hmm. a different landscape now. Jeff Goodman with us on the show. Because no, I think that maybe there should be, and again, I'm running out of time here. Does basketball in that case, college basketball, need that big dominant team to get people going like you were just talking about with Zion last year? Because guys like Zion Williamson don't come around very often. So maybe it's the it's the brand names. It's the Duke. It's the Kentucky. It's the so on. For me, this year has been refreshing, right? But overall, yes, they need the dominant player. They need one of the big boys to be really good, whether it's Duke, whether it's Kentucky, whether it's Carolina, um, whoever, Kansas. Like, if Kansas had been overpoweringly good this year, I I think it'd be a different story because there's a lot of people right now that hate Kansas because they're embroiled in the whole FBI NCAA investigation right now. But you're not watching them and saying, oh, my God, i got to watch Kansas. Like, Devon Dotson's a good player. Big Doak's a good player. But they don't have that guy right now. So there's nobody that college basketball, like, generic, general fans can latch on to and say, i got to watch them or i got to root for or against that team. Jeff, can't thank you enough for the time, my friend. Enjoy St. Mary's today. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you again soon. You got it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.